Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. I want to remind you that I am teaching classes about self-care, the importance of self-care. Nothing says self-care like eating another sleeve of Oreo cookies. I always say. Um, When I'm not talking about self-care, I'm talking about the videos that I'm making about telling people to do self-care. And then when I'm not making videos uh, about telling people about my podcast about telling people um, to self-care then I'm on my podcast talking about my videos where I tell people um, the importance of self-care so pop pop in another stove pop um, you know stove pop popcorn Stove pop, stove pop. Throw in another stove pop popcorn. Things are going to get real crazy. Self-care. Here's your fun fact. Cliff Clavin makes an, a cameo in Empire. Cheers in, in Toy Story actor John Ratzenberger has a brief appearance in Empire Strikes Back. He's the one who tells Han not to go out into the cold to look for Luke. Then he sits down for a beer with Norm. How about that? Stay tuned, Inspirato Projecto, for more fun facts. Good evening. This is Paul Pay, a.k.a. Pauly Shores from Yachtly Crew, calling to give a shout-out to my brother, Kurt Clanstenen, a.k.a. Stonenstenen, a.k.a. Stony Shores, a.k.a. Weisinger Labs, a.k.a. Inspirado Projecto. Inspirado Projecto! Thank you for being the soundtrack to our lives. You bring so much light and wisdom and and just positivity to the to this world and I'm calling to share how you personally write up my life and light up my life and all of the colorful colors of my life you bring so much to this world thank you for continuing to do your good work sir encouraging you to do more making this world seem brighter every day Inspirado Projecto Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Paul Pate, ladies and gentlemen. World's most explorative, adventurous, uh, and cosmic saxophone player that you will most likely ever meet. And if you never meet him, well, check out the videos. Check out the videos of Pauly Shore's Ladies and gentlemen, from Yatley Crew, Yat Rack Band. You gotta do it. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to that spark within you that says, I yearn for something more. You owe it to that creative spark. Because that, after all, ladies and gentlemen, is, is the spark that ties and binds us to the source. That's the authenticity. That's the silver, the silver cord, as they say. That's us. That's the reminder. This is why this is why circuses were so incredible when they were out there in the world. Circuses and carnivals, they showed people what was possible. Humans doing superhuman things. Trapeze artists, holy moly. Tightrope walkers, get out of town. The motorcycle dudes in in the in the uh, hamster wheel looking hamster ball things doing that without crashing. What the hell? How do you do that? Travel so fast with that, without getting dizzy. How do you know what's up and what's down at that point? I mean, that you gotta hand it to these guys. All the acrobatics, 
being able to tame these wild beasts. Yes, there's a whole aspect of animal cruelty practices that are not so favorable. Main point here is these humans would do these things that nobody ever thought was possible but be possible before and it would it would inspire and open up the throttle. It would shine brightly the spark that just wants to be wants to express itself. Wants to express itself. And there and there's something, there's something, there's a reason why that spark is not out in the open and evident. It's because someone was trained to either ignore that spark or that that spark was just, oh, out of control, out of hand, or, oh, calm down, please calm down. How many of you have heard that? Calm down, jeez. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about calming down, you know, like, like never cry wolf type situations. I'm talking about calming down with being very excited and enthused about epiphanies, revelations, dreams, synchronicities, so on and so forth. Excitement, and then someone goes, "Okay, calm down, jeez, it's just a small world, you know. Come on, it's just a coinciding. Come on, oh boy." So we heard that enough. Then, of course, growing up with the idea of competition and us versus them, that then would 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 then you know could possibly lead to resentment every time we saw that extraordinary human belief, uh, human uh, that extraordinary extraordinary superhuman. Uh, concoction going on before our eyes that someone could be trained to look at that and go ugh that's gross because they were told that their ambitions and their desires and their dreams moving forward were gross or silly or they had their head in the clouds so when you see when you see Pauly Shores out there climbing among the rafters Standing on people's shoulders, playing the saxophone. Balancing his way across the bars. We all know how wet those bars can be, don't we? Polly's fallen down on, a, on probably more, more occasions than he's actually letting on. Because he doesn't want us to worry about him. So he's probably holding back a lot of stories that he hasn't even told us. He's probably only let the most, you know, craziest ones squeak through. But there have been these times where he, you know, he would... He fell on his hand one time on a bar. Thank God he didn't break it. Another time he jumped off <laughs> jumped off a ledge. Broke his heel. Poor guy. Oh. We found a way around it. We found a way around it to get him playing up on stage. We pretended he was a lifeguard. <laughs> it was great. It was great, man. Oh. Yachtly Crew, October 4th. We'll be playing at the um, Rubidoux Drive-In. You got to check it out. You gotta check it out. I, I, it would be great if they let Polly go out there in the audience. I don't know. We don't know how how it'll be. The last one we were at, they didn't let us venture. No, they didn't let us do that there. But there's always that possibility that they can happen. So there's always that possibility. However, in the same token, we don't want to put Polly in harm's way. We don't want to put him in in, uh, in into clouds of possible COVID conundrums. At some point, folks, they will invent a machine. Mark my words. If they could take your temperature on your forehead and they just point a little laser gun at your forehead and they go, okay, your, your temperature is checked. If they could do that, mark my words, if they can do uh, infrared, ultra, uh, um, uh, ultraviolet, uh, uh, what's the other one that they use? Well, it's probably the same thing. Night vision. It's probably the same thing. Uh, if they can invent these kinds of things, certainly they're going to invent some kind of. I'm imagining like Scooby Doo, where you could see like the scent, like the scent of the uh, of the uh, of the of, of the uh, whatever it is that they're smelling that smells so good, where Shaggy and Scooby kind of float through the sky into the kitchen. Um, it's going to be one of those things where the the um, the device you're going to go and scan the area, and it'll be able to see. Exactly, you know, the clouds. It'll show the, the different colors and everything. Just like they got those aura cameras. I've probably already discussed this, but that's my idea. Anyway, thank you, Paulie. Thank you for calling in. Also, stay tuned in, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to hear a very special treat. I asked Paulie to um, 
just improvise. Just, just, just send something. Just send something in, and he did it. So you'll hear that later in uh, on in the show. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto. I'm heading out to the pet store to get a new filter for this cat fountain we've got from Marky and Oliver. Take a trip with me as we go up to Petco, uh, Unleashed. That's the name of this place. It's called Unleashed. It's owned by the people who make Petco. So you can't help but wonder why didn't they just call it Unleashed? I mean, why didn't they just call it Petco? I'd love to know the motivations. So I had an extraordinary conversation with Wiley Herman yesterday. You can check out the latest podcast. I uh, divided it into two uh, different episodes. So the first episode is out. I think we talked for close to, uh, I don't know, close to, uh, close to a little over an hour. Probably an hour and 20 minutes. Something like that. So, uh, whoa, there's some big time, big time, uh, uh, construction going on out here. All kinds of construction. Drilling, uh, drilling. I don't know, or like carving. They're like carving into the concrete. So Wiley Herman wrote, uh, or co-wrote in Bright Axiom. He wrote Grandview Boulevard. And these are movies that uh, you've heard on past episodes. If you've been listening to past episodes, I've interviewed Spencer McCall. He's... He's collaborated with Wiley on these various projects. Christor. Go to Christor Inc. You'll come across some really interesting stuff. It's just a, a, a wealth of information there. This is created by... Um, this, these, these are these are what they call ARGs, alternate reality games, and it is designed. An ARG is designed to basically turn your life into a, a real life role playing game, a choose your own adventure kind of thing. And what happens is these communities of these folks come together. I, I, I didn't realize that there are these people who do, do so many of these alternate reality games that they're like pros at this stuff. They, they do reverse image things and, and they look up uh, they look up uh, source codes. I mean, all kind. It's it's all kinds of stuff. It's crazy. And so, um, what's interesting? Well, what's equally interesting to the amount of people playing these ARGs is the amount of ARGs that are out there. And the idea of an ARG is that you don't that you don't. The idea of an ARG is that you don't say that it's an ARG. The idea is that it's the philosophy is to blend with such nonchalance. You blend the the fiction with the fact. You you blend the imagination with the sort of physical reality. 
And what makes it especially convincing is when there are actual locations you can visit. Um, yes, they could be physical locations out there in the world. Now in this day and age, it's mostly online. However, during the days of the Institute, during the days of Jejun Institute, there, these things were out, out there in the world. You could go to these places. You could travel through these um, catacombs and you know, find codes to, to unlock doors at secret locations and just so on and so forth. Literature, actual literature, f- physical stuff that's taped up on telephone poles and sent in the mail. And I mean, it's, it's really quite astonishing when you see what's possible with these things. The ARG I'm currently, well, in addition to Christor, uh, I'm also playing something you've heard me talk about, Mesmer and Braid. Mesmerandbraid.com. Check that out sometime. I'm walking down the street and there's a man at uh, the corner and he's got like a little stick in his hand and he's swinging it around at a sign, sort of pointing at people, swinging it around. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's doing like a, some kind of prayer or what. Yeah, he was just swinging his stick around. All right, we're about to go into this place unleashed. Let's see if they got my cat fountain. Here we go. We're going to see if it's here. talk more later hey man Sparato, it's man uh, are you doing any recycling of electronics like old computers keyboards phones iPads etc and what is what has it been like um, I'm doing an episode on recycling electronics and I just tried to recycle an old dish satellite today and the guy's like just throw it in the garbage and I'm like what isn't that against FCC regulations I don't know what do you get what do you think about recycling electronics love you bro Man behind the machine. Thank you so much for such a great question. I I can't think of a time that I've actually thrown away my old electronics. I I guess I I feel paranoid that I haven't got everything off of the phones. I mean, I still got Android phones, my past versions of um my uh iPhones and the thing is they still they 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 still got good cameras on them. You know, they still can work. So my idea is to I'm usually thinking about future projects where I'm like, okay, I could use those phones and and just shoot like a scene from all these different angles, you know, just hit record all at once. There they are. And there you go. Um, They can still record audio. So you could use those as, you know, let's say if you have lavalier mics, that's a possibility. Um, So I haven't, I haven't, I haven't thrown out any phones um, recycled any you know I, I had this idea for a movie a while ago and I'm sure I'm sure it's popped up in this day and age you know um, actually I saw an example of this in real life after I mean years ago I had this idea this was back when uh, before flip phones before flip phones I had this idea of someone buying a pre-used phone and finding all of these photos on it and finding like and hearing all this audio and like it ends up like leading them to like some kind of crazy solving some crazy murder or something like that um leading them down some crazy dark strange adventure and uh because uh, someone forgot to wipe their phone clean or whatever, and whatever company sold it, you know, maybe they didn't check. Um, but there, there's sloppiness everywhere. You know, there's sloppiness everywhere. 
Despite the protocols, despite the rules, the regulations, red tape, yada, 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 words, 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 jibber, jab, jibber, jab. Uh, there, there, there are always going to be people who, there are going to be things that slip through the cracks. People who are sloppy, people who are tired, people who, you know, thought they did something and then they come back and they didn't do that thing. I mean, how many times, what's so interesting is like, how many times have you written an email? I know this happens to me so many times or written a Facebook message. I write it. And then I go to look at what I write after I type it up and I post it up there and I'm missing words like of the, um, for some reason I, I'll type the word S-A-Y-S instead of S-A-I-D and I'm like, why did I type that? Like, or like instead of typing when, I'll just type W-E or something, you know, but it's like in your brain you're thinking, oh, I'm putting that thing down. Anyway. Um, I guess what happened, what's interesting is I, I saw on Twitter, someone said that they had some, one of the Backstreet Boys' old phone or NSYNC or I don't know, one of the boy bands, they ended up buying this, oh, a guy named Carter, Nick Carter. I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm saying it the right way. I do remember the name Carter attached. And I think Nick Carter is one of those guys. Um, this person had bought a phone apparently that had previously been, uh, owned by one of, by that guy. And, uh, and he found a bunch of questionable materials on there. Um, so who knows if the guy was telling truth, who knows if he wasn't. So, um, and I'm very suspicious of the cloud too. so crazy we want to keep all this data we want to keep all this stuff and then how often do we go back and re-watch those movies re-re-re-re-look at those photos that's why i think it's great that things like facebook or instagram things like that i mean aside from the spying stuff the nsa stuff aside from all that it's such a wonderful archive of your life that you've lived it's showing it's showing the world that you lived in, your realities that were manifested. Wowzers. There's this fun app I've been playing with called Mutant. Let's see, I think it's called Mutant. Maze Maze Tools. Yeah, Maze Tools Mutant. And uh, it's really interesting, this app. You can make some really interesting sounds in there. Um... But basically what you're, you know, it's just a pure experimentation. So you really can't get your heart set on a specific sound necessarily because it kind of keeps it. It keeps looping it over and over. But there's sort of like this uh, sort of a tetrahedron. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but you can spin it, spin it around. Okay, so there's bass, synth, strings, percussion, uh, certain envelopes, uh, certain effects certain weird interesting modules make things go like you know like that kind of thing that kind of thing and what's so crazy is so you could so so you could pose this stuff move you know move your fingers around and form make shapes and whatnot you start getting these interesting sounds and What's crazy is you can spin that. So imagine that's like in a, a, you know, I don't know, a multidimensional thing. And you can spin it to another side and basically flip it on its side, flip it upside down, and it, and it transcribes the, the sound so differently. And then you can go in with into each one of those and you can speed those sounds up or slow them down. Or, uh, oh man, it's just a fun sound wave experiment. And so I've been playing with this thing. I'm still trying to figure out how to actually record it and send the bits or how to how to go back to what I've recorded and get a hold of them again. I, I'm trying to figure that out. Um, but I sent a piece to my buddy Lawrence, who uh, I've created some music with in the past on many occasions, actually. <clears throat> he and I uh, have a side project called Wishing to Float, WTF. This is actually before LMFAO came out. We had this idea, wishing to float, and uh, we've got a couple of we got a couple of songs. So I sent this over to him just to see what he what he thought of it, and he sent it to his buddy, and then his buddy put live drums on it, a drum track, and the, or at least it sounds like live drums. And then he did another version where he 
looped it around and played around it. And I'm just like, whoa, man, this sounds so kick ass. Like in this day and age, look at these kinds of collaborations that can happen. Oh, man. It's just been so much fun. Just been so much fun. Just experimenting with these various. And now Ryan McGonagall has a theme song that he's been playing with for uh, House in the Middle of Nowhere, which is the movie that we're going to be putting together uh, by December, I think he wants to shoot. By December. <clears throat> and, uh, wow, it's so, it's so incredible, so interesting. Yeah, so he just, he was just, he sang to me this funny idea for sort of like an 80s song. And then, uh, I came up with some chords for it. I sent it back to him. He's like, no way. So then he came up with some more. It's kind of like what happens with Lawrence and I. And I just put some some sounds underneath it just to see what, ha- just to play with it. And then sure enough, it's great. Then we start sparking together. We start growing this thing. And uh, so who knows what kind of songs are going to, uh, are going to be created. <laughs> who knows? Um. He said it's kind of like Flight of the Concords. I'm imagining so. He has some just great lyrics. So yeah, we've got an 80s uh, sounding song <laughs> for House in the Middle of Nowhere. Oh my God, I'm so tempted to sing it to you. Um, <coughs> but I guess <coughs> I've been tearing up my voice <coughs> while singing in the style because it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, <clears throat> like, imagine, like, I was going to say Survivor, but, like, almost like um, Bon Jovi or, like, uh, you know, that gritty. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. <clears throat> I don't know how those guys stayed singing uh, like that <laughs> throughout their... <clears throat> Oh my gosh! Uh-uh. It's like I, I, it's like I scraped the top. Uh. <clears throat> oh my gosh! <clears throat> what a strange, <clears throat> what a strange thing, man. <clears throat> and to think, I guess some of these people can condition themselves to <clears throat> just sing like that all the time. <clears throat> I mean, imagine, <clears throat> imagine like, uh, <clears throat> like some of these bands, like oh ah ah ah. Oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> are you down with the sickness? Are you down with the sickness? <clears throat> I don't dare try that. <laughs> Jeez. My voice has PTSD. <laughs> Jeez. Man alive. <clears throat> Needless to say... <clears throat> It's a, <clears throat> I'm, I don't think I'm going to sing it in that register like that anymore. <laughs> it hurts, man. It tears it up, man. Because it's like yelling it and it's like, <laughs> it's, you're, 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 you're pushing. There's got to be a way to sing it where you're just really, maybe that's the thing. I just got to sing it from the diaphragm more. Huh, huh, huh. Yeah. I don't know how I could do that. Because <laughs> you're like, it's, you know what I mean? It's like. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe there's not much effort put into it. Let's see. <clears throat> that even that is even that little bit of effort. Let's see. <laughs> see if I if I kind of whisper it, I kind of like. <laughs> see that's not so bad. <laughs> that's easier. Then it's like whis- Then it's kind of like whispering. It's like whisper singing. <laughs> Oh my god. <clears throat> yeah, I don't suggest if if you're if you're going into a career of singing, uh try to find something that's a little just a little easier on your voice. That's just my suggestion. Because it just means that you can sing that much longer. Rod Stewart, I don't know if he intended to sing that way, or like let's say for instance Tom Waits. Uh, Louis Armstrong, some of these great voices that got the gravel. Did what were their voices just that way? I'm putting that in quotes. Were their were their voices just that way? I don't need to be screaming at you. I don't need to be. Sc- oh, listen. Oh my God, my belly was screaming. Did you hear that? I hope you caught some of that. 
Wow. That was interesting because it was kind of like a hunger pain and kind of not. It was a weird hunger pain. It was it was a language. Wouldn't that be interesting? It'll get to the point where you can actually interpret your stomach sounds. You'll be able to go, oh, that just wants some yogurt. <laughs> you know? Like I noticed the cats, my sister's cats, Marky and Oliver, and Gonzo, God rest his soul, he's my little buddy. Marky and Oliver. Oliver will have certain, both of them, they have certain, Oliver, uh, Gonzo too, they would have certain meows for different things. And uh, I know Oliver, he's got a whole bunch of different voices for Jenny. When Jenny comes around, he's got a whole bunch of different voices. And yeah, he's got a whole, he's got a whole slew of these kinds of things. And you just don't know because then you get go, okay, here's maybe you want some dry food. So you get some dry food and they're like, and then they look at it and they look back up at you. <laughs> they just sit there, man. They just sit there. They're like, read my mind. I want you. <clears throat> I want you to read my mind. See, if I talk like that, that's okay. I want, <clears throat> I want you to read my mind. That's okay. That's interesting. I want you. That seems to be okay. I'm kind of like going up into my nose for this one. I want you to read my mind. That's definitely kind of up in the nose. I want you, I want you to read my mind. See, that's even better because I'm not grading on anything. I want you to read my mind. That's kind of a, what's his name, Marvin a Martian? I want you to read my mind. Is that how he talked? Hello, Bugs Bunny. Now, now we're talking, now that we're kind of like in the, uh, Kermit territory, aren't we? Hi, I'm Kermit. I'm Kermit the Frog. Hello. <clears throat> hi ho, hi ho. <clears throat> Maybe it's higher. Hi ho, hi ho. I'm Kermit the Frog. Hi, hi. I'm Kermit the Frog. I. That's kind of. I'm Kermit the Frog. Oh boy, and I'm Mickey the Mouse. Ho ho boy, and I'm Kermit the Frog, and you are Mickey the Mouse. Ho oh, boy. Oh boy! Hi, Kermit Frog. I'm Mickey Mouse. Are you a Mouseketeer too? I am Kermit the Frog, just like he is Bozo the Clown. <laughs> I'm Bozo the Clown. <laughs> oh boy! And I'm Mickey the Mouse. Oh boy! I'd like some cheese, please. Here I am, Mickey Mouse. Are you a Mouseketeer too? Hey, Fozzie. Yeah, Kermie. Wait, no, that kind of sounds like, yeah, Kermie. Wait, who's that sound like? That's like. Hi, Fozzie. Hi, Fozzie. I'm Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog here. Kermit the Frog here. Hello, I'm Kermit the Frog. Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Bear's like a... Waka, waka, waka. Hi, Kermit. Waka, waka, waka. Some people call me Sasquatch, but I'm just Fozzie the Bear. Waka, waka, waka. Are you taking a long walk, Fozzie? No, actually, I don't like walking. That's just like a something I like to say. Waka, waka, waka. I think that sounds like an old Native American tribe, the Waka Waka Wakas, if I'm not mistaken. Hi-ho! Oh, boy! Waka Waka Waka! I'd like some cheese, please! Hey, Kermie! Have you seen Chewbacca? I are Chewbacca. Yeah, we're owned by the same company, you know. Muppets at Disney. Oh, that's right, Fozzie. You know, I was just thinking with Happy Days. They could totally do a parody of Happy Days, and then Fozzie the Bear plays Fonzie. There's got to be something out there. There's got to be some kind of thing. Fozzie the Fonz. Hey, 
Hey, waka, waka, waka. Hey. Hey. You could, you could see where uh, Frank Oz got the uh, voice of Yoda from Piggy. I'm sure this has been said a lot. Miss Piggy. Did you ever notice how uh, Miss Piggy has slimmed down through the ages? But now there's, there's a whole body positivity movement. There's probably, she'll probably plump, get plump again. She just was. Isn't that interesting? She never, I don't think they ever talked about her, her weight. How cool is that? She just kind of was. She just was. Miss Piggy was. Then Cookie Monster stopped eating cookies. Maybe if it was uh, organic vegan cookies, that should be okay. Organic, all organic. It's the epicytes. Remember, folks, it's the epicytes in the GMOs that'll get you. E-P-I-C-Y-T-E. It's the epicyte. E-P-I-C-Y-T-E. Um, Episite. I believe that's the name of it. Epicin. Was it Epicin? Episite. Uh, yeah, apparently there's some funky stuff, funky stuff going out the sperm cells and, um, and the epicytes hiding in your GMOs. But if you're a Muppet, you don't have to worry about that. Oh boy, I'm a Muppet too. I'm Mickey the Mouse. And I'm Kermit Frog. And I'm Fozzie Bear, Fozzie the Bear, Fozzie Bear. Fuzzy Bear, the Fuzzy, and I'm the Fuzzy Bear. Oh boy, and I'm the Mickey Mouse. And I'm the Frog Kermit. I'm the Frog of Kermit. Oh boy, then I'm the Mouse of Mickey. Waka, 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 then I'm the Fuzzy of Bear. Oh boy, then I'm Mouse of the Mickey. Oh boy. Here I am, Mickey Mouse. Then I'm f- frog of the Ker- of the Kermit of Kermit the. <laughs> oh boy, that's a funky, that's a wonderful laugh. <laughs> right, Fuzzy? <laughs> what are you guys doing over here? Do you guys need some house cleaning? You know, during the quarantine, I always get uh, checked every day, at least one, at least three times a day. I get my uh, quarantine uh, 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 test. I spit in a cup. I don't let him touch my nose. I get nosebleeds. Oh, boy, it's Tony Danza. Oh, boy. Tony, I'd like some cheese, please. Sure, what do you want me to do? Go out there and milk the cow? I, I know. I think there is a farm nearby. Okay, so how do I do this? You want me to milk the cow? Oh, boy. I'd like some cheese, please. Okay, Tony. Have at it. Wow, look at that. Look what I'm doing. I'm putting some milk in that bucket over there. Oh, boy. Glug, 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 glug. Mmm, that was good. I thought you wanted cheese. Ah, cheese is made from milk, so... You know, that's good. All right, well, it's up to you, you know. Oh, yeah, good girl, good girl. Hey, this cow is really cool. Let's go for a ride. Boy, it's been three hours, and we've only traveled uh, 22 feet. Something tells me that this cow is not used to people riding on its back. Oh, boy. Let's hop off. That's a great idea. You you boys need help off of there? You're kind of short. Hey, watch who you're trying to insult, bub. I resemble that comment. Oh, boy. 
I do too. Hey, did you guys know I can ride a bike? Oh boy. Yeah, I just so happen to have a tandem bike in my backpack. Yeah, let me get this out of here. Oh, look at that. It's for three people. One, two, three. All right, goodbye, old girl. Oh boy, off we go. And into the country, our three travelers pedaled their way across the meadows, through the fields, over the mountains, around the ponds, stopping for a bite to eat at the local, at the local Wendy's, at the local Wendy's, and then back on their bicycle, across the lands, over the meadows, upon the sidewalks, to the place that they really wanted to end up at, which was... We interrupt this programming for a very important news bulletin. UFOs were sighted over the top of Mount Rushmore. Laser beams from the UFOs changed the faces of our founding forefathers into the faces of something quite different. Ron Feindelstein is on the scene. Ron Feindelstein, tell us what is going on out there. Hello? Oh, I'm on. Well, if you can hear the sounds behind me, that's the sound of rock being chiseled away, sculpted, like it's sculpted clay, from large cannon-sized laser beams emanating from these unidentified flying objects. I would identify them as spaceships, so for me, for, so for me, they're UFOs. Okay, and what are they carving into those faces? Uh, one of those faces is E.T., the extraterrestrial. Okay, okay, makes sense. Another face is... No, that's... Yes, go ahead. The f that's the face of Orson Welles. Okay, makes sense. Wow, I can't believe what I'm watching here. Okay, why don't you tell us and the at-home viewers what you're seeing out there. This is... This is astounding. Okay, don't, 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 please don't keep us uh, sus uh, in suspense here. We're chomping at the bit for any, any information you've got out there. Remember, this is once in a lifetime... <clears throat> thing that uh, anyone here in America has ever heard of or seen of before. Uh, for Christ's sakes, what's the next face? I'd say watch your mouth, sir. Back to you in the studio. Well, that was rude. He didn't tell us what the other faces were. Since we didn't have a video on that, we weren't able to confirm... Uh, let me uh, let me re 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 grammaticize that. Uh, since we didn't have visuals, uh, oh yeah, we can we can neither confirm nor deny what he saw out there. So remember, uh, it's probably just weather balloons uh, up there. Probably just a bunch of weather balloons, and. Uh, uh, <coughs> uh, I mean, I mean, come on, you know, what are, what, what are you, what are you going to do, you know, what are you going to, oh, no, okay, he's putting on the, the feet again. Okay, I've decided to tell you what else is being carved into the face of this Mount Rushmore. Thank you very much, we very much appreciate it. Are you going to stop talking or can you let me tell you? Yes, yes. 
The next face is, no surprise, Yoda from Star Wars. Yoda from Star Wars. Wonderful, wonderful. So that again is E.T. That again is E.T. Yoda. Orson Welles. Yes, and... Yes, and... And... Yes, and... Who else? Stanley Kubrick. Oh, my God. Stanley Kubrick. Amazing. Incredible, incredible, incredible. And... No way. Can that be... Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. Can you believe it? It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. This is this is very curious indeed. Yes, yes, what yes. Yes, please don't keep us in suspense. I think I'll just leave the mystery to you. Back back to you in the studio. Oh jeez. What the heck? He's teasing us. He's telling us this concludes our broadcast. Back to our regular programming. <laughs> Fires out here. Um, man, I mean, the fires seem to be everywhere. As I've been reading, these things are in Northern California. Uh, they were going all up the coast of California. And now I'm looking out side and there's just a haze around there's just a haze around all out there man gosh man so it's my first time going out into the world uh, uh, with the haze since the haze started making its guest appearance wow man it's a warm one out here. It's so interesting. I, I, I wonder, I mean, is that what happens? Because, I mean, I do see, you do see the sun up there. Um, poking through all the smog. Wow, man. Where are you located? Where are you all located? What town do you live in? Do you live in out in near uh, California? Are you are you dealing with uh, s- some of these similar circumstances? Does it become warmer when there's fog involved? Is is that what happens? Does it does it uh, trap the heat in there? And there's a bunch, not fog, smoke. I need to do 
some of my research. I just saw a great uh, documentary on Gaia, the Gaia Network, that I believe I've talked about in the past. My friend Adele Summer, who I interviewed for Insprouta Projecto, she's the one who saw the slow-moving UFO in the sky during the daylight and uh, has had angels whisper to her and uh, and uh, uh, warn her, warn her of terrible circumstances. She also used to see leprechauns and fairies when she was little. She, uh, she, she and I are are uh, splitting a subscription to the Gaia Network. They got such astounding programming on there. Stuff about astral projections. The one I was watching today was about water. I saw pieces of... because uh, Yeah, they're talking about the intelligence of water and how water holds a consciousness. And... Um, the ways in which it affects the populace. It's, it's really quite astonishing. They had, uh, they had a Saro Emoto in there, which is interesting. His last name is Emoto. And he deals with the emotions that are given to the water and the ways in which it affects it. Many of you have probably seen the movie The Secret or even the movie How the Bleep, What the Bleep Do We Know? These are some great movies that help describe uh, the nature of the universe, how we connect to it. It's, It's just amazing. And Emoto is in, I believe, I believe he's in What the Bleep Do We Know? But he's also in this documentary where he does those experiments, which I'm sure you've heard about, but it, it bears, it's, it's worth, worth repeating because um, maybe, maybe you haven't heard about it. There are experiments with water that if you give s- specific sentiments to it, if you, if you yell at water, you go, uh, I hate you, I hate you. They found under the microscopes when they look at those water crystals. They, they're all jagged and messed up. But something like, I love you, I appreciate you, things like that. The water crystals come out just beautiful. Astonishing. When they play hard rock for the water, it comes out all jagged. When they play um, Mozart... The water crystals are, once again, just very beautiful. Just astonishing. And uh, there, there was uh, experiments they did with rice, too, where, they, where uh, Emoto had three jars of cooked rice. One of the jars, he said... I love you. The next jar, he said, I hate you, or something like that. And the third jar, he just ignored. And he found that the one jar started fermenting, and uh, the one he said, I love you, too, started fermenting and smelling very sweet. The middle one that he was throwing negativity at was uh, not doing good at all. And then the last one, which he completely just ignored... That one started rotting, growing all this moss, just rotting. And it was astonishing when you see something like that, where um, if we take that into the, into the, uh, that symbol and we use that with humans, same thing will happen with humans. I mean, if you ignore people, it's almost like getting negative comments is better 
getting negativity coming your way is actually better than being ignored. How interesting is that? Because it seems like the uh, because it seems like the um, negativity at least there's attention involved. It's very interesting when you think about it, and um, look 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 them up. Look them up online. You can see these water crystals. Isaru, E S A R U, Emoto, or is it Musaru? Emoto. Look up E M O T O. Look up E M O T O water crystals, and you will see some astonishing situations. So the idea is, is if if that if that kind of behavior happens within. One little water crystal. Uh, imagine what it does for a whole bunch of, of, of water molecules. And knowing that our bodies are, you know, made of lots of water. Imagine what kind of feelings, thoughts, attitudes. We are, we are, uh putting into our body and then eventually emotes out there into the rest of the world so intriguing they were finding in these certain regions of the world where there are natural spring waters where they're just this untouched by by human um, human interactions it was just this purest most vibrant vibrant water and when people would drink this their energy levels would go up uh, just, just astonishing one of the big things to keep a lookout for is alkaline water with alkaline The thing that helps cancer survive so well is acidic, acidic foods, anything that's acid-based that helps the cancer thrive. So if you drink and eat alkaline-type foods and liquids, that alkaline helps raise your pH balance. And uh, it's like starving. It'll starve the cancer. It'll starve the bad stuff. Check this out. You've got to... It'll, it'll, it'll explode your brain. I'm nearly paraphrasing here. But holy moly. Do some deep diving into that. Your, 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 your head will explode. You're going to look at water in a completely different way. You're going to definitely look at tap water in a whole different way. It's just... It's, it's incredible. So, just had to plant that little seed in your brain. Wonder what would happen if you took a bath in just all alkaline water. I met a man a few years ago. I was going to work on a project my buddy Gio told me about. I was going to work on a project with a man named Mr. Park. And Mr. Park has a company called Alka Power all alkaline and uh, he sh- you could see I would go to his office with Geo and he'd show us these videos of before and after stuff people who had diabetes and then after they drank the water and then you see how all these little cells are moving along faster um, cancer all kinds of stuff and what's interesting is even if you heal people with herbs and just natural natural solutions um, you get in trouble if you say hey guess what this helps this helps get rid of cancer you get in big trouble for doing that 
My buddy Lawrence, the nutritionist, he said they, they would help cure people of all kinds of things. And uh, cancer, HIV, all kinds of things. And he said that they had to word it in such a, a specific way when they, when they um, typed it up. So they didn't get sued or they didn't get in trouble by, you know, I don't know, the authorities that'd be. But they'd, they'd have to say, you know, yes, this, this person, when they arrived here, they had cancer. And after these visits, they no longer had cancer. But they weren't allowed to say that they were, that their methods, I don't know. They had to do it. They had to do a very special, word it in a very special way. Uh, anyway, I'm here at my destination. We'll talk more later. Thanks for listening to Inspiral Projecto. This is Stu Strauss, the woodsman, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto.